When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello, class. Open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 8. Chapter titled The Honeymooners. I'm Alden. I'm Tanya. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And we never had a honeymoon. No. Um, We're sort of, maybe a little bit, kind of having like a honeymoon. Yeah. Three <laughs> years later. We're going away together for the first time. Without the kids, without literally the kids. ever. Yeah. We've been together for a really, really long time. I was telling my coworkers because I was filling out like the I need time off slip. Mm-hmm. And one of my coworkers was like, "Oh, where are you going?" And I was like, "Oh, we're just gonna go here." And she was like, "Well, that's fun." I was like, "Yeah, it'll be the first time that Alden and I have ever gotten to go away, just the two of us." And she was like, "Wait, what? Haven't you been together for like nine years?" And I was like, "Uh, yes." <laughs> and she's like, "That's preposterous." It is kind of crazy. I mean, we've. Always put our kids first. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And then we got a thousand animals, mm-hmm. and that was difficult. But now we're like, our kids are old. We leave the animals and the kids at home. The problem takes care of itself. Yeah. Anyway, um, Tanya. Yes. When we got married, mm-hmm. did you ever have that, like, oh, that's my husband. Oh, I'm Mrs. Bear. I'm blah, blah, blah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, did you? Yeah. Obviously, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. And I never thought, like, I'm Mrs. Bear at all. Definitely, for sure. No, I definitely was like, oh, I'm, like, it was a weird thing because we have been together for so long uh-huh. that people would be like, oh, well, your husband. And I, I, my first instinct would always be to be like, oh, no, 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 we're not married. Mm-hmm. And the first time it happened where someone was like, oh, well, what did your husband say about that? And I was just like, oh, I can say, I can just give an answer now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I loved it. No, it definitely was immediately easier to have shorter conversations with people. Yeah. Because I could just be like, oh, yeah, my wife said this. Because anytime you say, like, oh, my girlfriend, how long have you guys been together? Or, oh, my fiance, how long have you guys been engaged? Like, I can just be like, oh, my wife. And people are like, cool. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to know about your wife. (laughs) I mean, we had, like, a running thing where I was just, I was your girlfriend, Tanya. Yeah. For the longest time. Like, when you talked about me, it would be, well, my girlfriend, Tanya, blah, blah, blah. And now you can just say Tanya. Yeah. And nobody's like, who is that? Well, also, I, my girlfriend, Tanya, was like a bit on two mm-hmm. other podcasts that I did. Right. And this is now, I just do a podcast with you. It'd be weird if I was like, <laughs> so, dear wife, I was talking to my girlfriend, Tanya. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I had that a little bit, but not, I mean, like, how giddy... Topanga was and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is my husband because he's my husband. Remember, that's my husband. That's my husband, Mr. Matthews. I'm Mrs. Matthews. Yeah, but I mean, they're also very young. That's true. Like they're very young. Yeah. I never, I never was like giddy like that. But we were in our thirties. Yeah, we were old. Now we're older. Yeah. Ooh, doggy world. We're so old. Um, let's talk about how old we are for a minute. Okay, let's. No, no, it's okay. Because earlier. Um, Tanya was trying to work <laughs> Disney Plus 
and rewind, and she wanted to give me the remote, and I was like, you can handle it. It's a new TV with a new kind of remote. And she, she panicked, and she was like, well, what do I do? And I said, I don't know. Just hit buttons. That's what I would do. And then she started hitting buttons, and then she rewound, and then she started rewinding faster. And then she was rewinding at the speed of light, and the movie was at the beginning again. So then she was like, okay, I'll fast forward. And then she got right to about where the movie was, and then she made it faster and went forward again. So, I mean, it was about a 30-second situation of her going back and forth multiple times. And then, like, slowly crawling backwards. And I was like, you're a fucking grandma. This is crazy. <laughs> and then I cuddled with my grand bunny. <laughs> yeah. And then she cuddled with the bunny in bed while I cuddled with the dog in bed. <laughs> Our grandbabies. And, and then I started snoring. <laughs> That's how old we are. That's how old we are. And by the way, that was 2 o'clock p.m. <laughs> After we watched a Pixar movie. Yeah. And folded laundry. Yeah. So uh, we're a barrel of fun. Yeah. Um, Tanya, how have you been? I've been good. Yeah. Other than this weather, this weather's got me down. Like, the weather is really... Really wearing on me more than weather should wear on a person. Sure, but like three days ago, it was warm and sunny, and you were like, this weather's great. So like, this is just a buildup of the last day or two. Well, I work outside. And so like, if it's extra windy, it's extra miserable. If yeah. it's extra rainy, it's extra miserable, because I'm out in it. Yeah. Um, And... And we're at a point at work where there's so much to do. There, like, it, there can't be a, oh, it's raining. Let's go sit inside for a few minutes. Like, we have so much to do. So the day that it was raining, it was freezing cold and rainy. And then it just, like, it, it's just escalated from there. And I am having a really hard time with it. It snowed today, like, all day long. And it was un bearable but we finished ted lasso this week we did and that was not unbearable it was marvelous for the most part we're both having trouble with one significant piece yeah one character in particular who who while everyone in ted lasso goes one way like starts getting better as people this one character regressed and it and it's the one thing that's bothering us and like for whatever reason, we can't hang on to the 58 good characters. With this one, we're like, oh, that sucked real bad. Well, I, I'm still hanging on to all the good. Okay. That, like, you can hang on to good things while also acknowledging, like, that something sucks. Yeah. And it doesn't suck as far as, like, the TV show goes. Like, right. It was good writing, but it still bummed us out. Yeah. Um, bummed me out. Which... Anyone who's watched it knows exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, we finished Ted Lasso, and then today, um, Turning Red was on on Disney Plus, and we watched that, and it was so good. I immediately like turned it on again. It was, I loved it so much. It was pretty good. Um, I liked. I, I mean, it it drew me in. But I remember thinking, like, as as we were, as it was winding down, I thought, that was a really good movie. I'm never going to watch it again. And then I went out, and I came home, and Tanya was watching it again. I think, I think people who can relate to it would like it and feel more 
connected to it. Um, I can't imagine a bunch of guys connecting to it very well. Um, I think every kid struggles with feeling like they're not good enough for their parents to some extent, but the way that this movie was, it was very much a puberty stricken girl, um, and, and what they go through when they wake up and they're a completely different person and have no idea how to control their hormones and control their emotions and they don't understand why they're lashing out at people or or they're getting extra attention and they don't know what to do with that and then on top of it feeling like they're disappointing their parents it it was a lot more nuanced I think than I expected it to mm, be mm-hmm. and I th- feel like if you can't relate to the subject you might not catch all of the nuance that's there but I loved it so much. It was so good. Yeah, it was really good. And that's what we watched. <laughs> um, I do. Uh, Tanya didn't ask me how, how I've been, but I'm just going to go ahead and talk, I guess, about it. Um, I do have. I, this song is dedicated to Mike. Mike of Debatable, the podcast. Mike of Book It, a wrestling podcast. Um. I had pizza bagels. I did it. Uh, also, I did it before Tanya knew about it. <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead I, and tell that story. Well, so I, I've been having a little bit of gluten. After my doctor told me that he didn't think I was allergic, and I learned that to get tested for it, you have to eat it. Um, I started having a little bit, literally that day. I had a little bit every day for about a week because I didn't want to, because I know Tanya and you heard her last week on last week's episode. She feels very strongly about this. I feel very strongly about you. Okay. Okay. She feels very strongly about me, which in turn, she feels very strongly about this. And I know that if I ate something that she was worried about, she would worry about it for like three days, waiting to see how I responded to it. So I wanted to see for myself how this was going to go before she had to worry about it. So I did that. The big gluten deception. It wasn't a deception. It was. We've argued about this. Aubrey agrees with me. It was a deception. Oh, gee. Tanya and my daughter disagree with me. My 15-year-old daughter. It was absolutely a deception. Well, I mean, I kept it from you, yes, but I, I still feel like I did the right thing, and it worked out, because you didn't have to stress about it for days at a time. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, I'm still stressing about it. I know, which is why I'm glad that that week of me actually trying it, you didn't know about it. Because now, I've done it now for two weeks, and you're still stressing about it. So that first few days would have been a nightmare. Have we mentioned we're very, very old? <laughs> right. Anyway, I had pizza bagels. So, uh, turns out, after eight years away from bagel bites, those things are really processed, right? Like, they don't taste fresh at all. They taste like uh, preservatives. Um, They're it was, frozen pizza bagels. I know, but I don't remember them tasting like that. I remember them tasting awesome. I was kind of disappointed. I enjoyed them, but it was like a, 
huh. It's like, it's like when you kiss someone and you're like, everything's been building to this moment, right? And then you kiss and you expect those fireworks. Uh, and, and when you actually kiss, you're like, ah, no, I didn't feel that. I was like, I really like this person. And I don't think we're going to be together anymore because there were no sparks. Um, there were no sparks with me and Bagel Bites. What a relief. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you know what there were sparks between? Pop-Tarts. Me and chocolate Pop-Tarts. Holy shit. Uh, I didn't even realize how much I miss chocolate Pop-Tarts. Those things are fucking incredible. I don't know if you guys have had these. They're little pastries that you put in a toaster and they pop out and they've got like gooey stuff in the middle. And let me tell you, that gooey stuff is a godsend. Um, gooey chocolate inside of a chocolate pastry? You fucking kidding With me? With chocolate icing? With chocolate and icing? And sprinkles? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I, I, th- you guys might have a hard time finding them, <laughs> but they're in a giant section inside your, your cereal aisle. And holy shit, they're incredible. I'm okay with not having anything else gluten-related as long as I get Pop-Tarts. Anyway. You know what else we watched? <laughs> <laughs> what did we watch? Boy Meets World, Season 7, Episode 8, Chapter Titled? The Honeymooners. Can you go ahead and blurb me up, though? I can. <laughs> the blurb for this episode is, Corey and Topanga may not return home from their honeymoon. Spoiler alert, Disney+. Plus. I thought about that. Uh-huh. So, it could be, like... That they wanted to make us think, like, did they get, like, did was there a plane crash? Was there a tropical storm? Like, Was there a murder? <laughs> did they realize there were no sparks in the bedroom and they stabbed each other? <laughs> yeah, like, there could be many reasons why they would not be able to get home from a tropical island. Did one of them get Elden Ring and never do anything else with their life ever again? Yeah, probably. I haven't played it all today. I'm very proud of you. Um, anyway, this episode was directed by one William Russ, and it was written by Barbie Feldman. Barbie Feldman, known Eric supporter, and known Eric amazing writer. So mm-hmm. did she write Eric amazingly in this episode? Let's find out. Uh, classroom or not, where do we start? We start with a previously on. Yeah. And we get to see the whole wedding all over again. <laughs> you just see the, everything that happened because there were only about five things of note in the last episode and all of them are in this previously on. Exactly. Um, so then we go to the hallway of the hotel mm-hmm. um, where Corey is carrying Topanga over the threshold of the hotel room, the honeymoon suite that Eric had given them a key for. Yep. Um, This is going to go amazingly. Uh Like, the wedding went off without a hitch. Obviously, the honeymoon suite will also go off without a hitch. Corey comes in and, like, throws Topanga on the bed and shuts the door. And Corey's like, all right, let's do this. And Topanga's like, well, we shouldn't rush anything. We should take this slowly. blah de blah She says, don't, I mean, there's a thing called foreplay. And he's like... You've had 12 years of it. Why do you need more? (laughs) Um, Topanga gets up and she goes to, I guess, the bathroom. 
And Corey's just like, she's gone. And he starts like meandering around the room. <laughs> he says, I can't do this alone, which is funny because <laughs> masturbation. Um, he goes to this giant fruit basket like on the table. There's like gifts everywhere. And um, he goes and he like picks up an apple. And he bites into it. And he's like, oh, this is so nice. And like picks up the card and he's like, Thank you for choosing the Philadelphia, what was the hotel's name? Um, Museum of Fine Arts? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, Mr. and Mrs. Peterman? That's odd. And like, there's so the normally, card. Normally my inquisitive nature would take over, but I'm busy. And he throws the card. So he obviously didn't hear them call them the Peterman's through the times. whole wedding, including yeah. his mother who got up to sing. Yeah. He was not paying attention at his own wedding. But anyway, as that happens, Topanga opens the door to the bathroom and comes out in a silk uh, negligee. Yeah, like a little nightgown, like with a little robe. Yeah. And um, she has like a garter on and stuff. And yeah. he's just like, oh, my God. And she goes and gets, like, in the bed, and he's standing there, like, sweating. And then she throws the nightgown, like, to him, and it lands on his head, and he just wears it like a veil and is just like, this is the best thing ever. He goes, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. I wish Sean was here. (laughs) Topanga's just like, I think this is better if we do it alone. So Corey jumps in bed, and she's like, there's nothing else under here. It's just me. And he throws his pants off and he starts like kissing her. He lays on top of her and um, he goes, I love you so much. And she goes, I love you too. And I love Eric. (laughs) And he's like, what? And she's like, the wedding, this honeymoon suite. Like he really did such a good job. And as she's saying that, boom, the doors burst open and a bunch of cops come in. Why did you wait until I take a, took a drink to stop talking? That's not very helpful. <laughs> the cops bust in and uh, Corey and Topanga are like, what are you doing in here? We didn't do anything wrong. And one of the cops goes, are you Mr. and Mrs. Peterman? And they go, no. And the cops go, that's why we're here. And they pick up the bed and start carrying it out. Like not even the whole bed, just the mattress mm-hmm. with them on it. And as they're walking out the door, there's another cop in the hallway with Eric, who's in handcuffs. And Eric's just like, we get to go to jail together. This is so exciting. And he starts making like siren sounds. And the cop is just like, come on. Yeah. It, it was super dumb, Eric. Yeah. Uh, so now we go... To the airplane. What? Was it the airplane? I thought they were at the honeymoon at this point. No, we see an airplane flying through the sky. Uh-huh. Um, and then we start seeing, like, beaches and stuff like that. And then um, you get to, like, this little hut. And Topanga's like... Corey, are you going to carry me again? And he's like, no. And she's like, what? You want me to carry you? And he's like, yes. And so she picks him up and carries him into the hut and throws him on the bed. Yeah, because he says, the last time I carried you over the threshold, the cops showed up. Um, He's like, I spent the night with a man named... Sheila. Sheila or something like that. Um, So she does. She picks him up, throws him on the bed, 
and um, that's and, it. That ends. Well, yeah, they they have their first night together. You just hear like, Corey yell, "Yay!" Or and something. And we see like waves and palm trees. We are on some type of tropical island. Yes. Presumed to be Hawaii. Presumed. It seems like it might be Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So in this moment, I'm going to say there's a lot of things about this episode that uh, are not okay when it comes to the colonization of Hawaii in general. One of those things is there are no native Hawaiians to be found. And even if it's not Hawaii, it wouldn't just be a bunch of white people working on a tropical island. Okay. Yeah. So wherever they are, like, it's just very much... um, strange and there were a few things that were very yeah. off-putting yeah I, I i mean it's a tv show so it is what it is but then some of the things that they said were mm-hmm. definitely not okay yeah um i just wanted to get that out of the way right now so i don't have to go into it later right cool we're done okay um so uh uh topanga's outside of the room where she's like sitting out on the she's by the pool patio. she's she's poolside she's in a nice comfy chair and um an older lady walks up and she's like oh can i sit here and topanga's like no 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 i'm saving that for my husband my husband mr matthews i'm mrs matthews and the lady is like oh you're a newlywed this is your honeymoon and she starts saying like i honeymooned here and topanga's like really oh it's just paradise here isn't it and and the lady who we find out is mrs nelson is like, yeah, that's why my husband and I, we're, we're retiring here. Like, we love it here so much. And so Mrs. Nelson goes, so where where's your husband? And she goes, Tabanga goes, oh, he's, he's still in bed. And the lady goes, you wore him out, huh? And she goes, yeah, where's your husband? And she says, oh, he's still in bed too. And Tabanga goes, you wore him out? And she goes very rare or she said over like over a long period of time yeah gradually she says i gradually wore him out um and then over the speakers the intercom you hear paging mrs matthews and she gets like super excited and then we see Corey. he's got like a towel around his neck and he's just like standing like breathing in the tropical air and this guy comes up behind him puts his arms around him and is just like, ooh, you're honeymooning, right? And he's just like sitting there with his arms around Corey. And I don't know if it's the pandemic or not, <laughs> but I was like, why is he touching him? Um, but Corey's just like, yeah, how can you tell? And the guy's like, because I can see all your teeth. Yeah. So Corey and the older guy walk at, walk down. It's, it's Mr. Nelson. Who else would it be? Um... They walk up to Topanga and, and Mrs. Nelson, and um, they start talking about how, like, oh, you know what? It's so great that we're here. Like, if we weren't here right now, we'd be back in Philadelphia sitting in Mr. Feeney's class. It's probably snowing. And uh, Mr. Nelson goes, yeah, if we were back home, we'd be in Baltimore watching our, our grandson's soccer game. I almost said football because we've been watching so much Ted Lasso. <laughs> Um, and, uh, then they start, like, arguishing with each other, like, not arguing, but, like, married couple poking fun mm-hmm. at each other, where he's like, and you'd be so cold, and, 
And Corey says, like, I'm cold right now. Yeah. And Ping is like, it's very warm, Corey. And he's like, no, it's so cold. Shouldn't we go get under the covers in bed like, you know, like before? And she's like, Corey, we're married now. We can do it every night. And Mr. Nelson is like, get it in writing, kid. <laughs> and then it cuts to... Right behind them. Right behind them. A guy in a ski mask pops up. He has like a gecko attached to the top of the ski mask. And he like pops his head up from behind a little hut. And then he pulls the ski mask off. He's like, it's so hot. Oh my gosh, it's Eric. Eric is on the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And he's super soaked in sweat and he's just like ah, it's 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 my chance to to make the honeymoon right for the newlyweds and he's got like a tape recorder he's talking into to like mm-hmm. document it and he's like this this is not gonna be easy but i can do it and then it cuts to um dinner well and then he says i'm gonna pass out and he passes out yeah uh yeah and then it cuts to dinner and they're eating like chocolate covered strawberries Topanga and... like feeds him a chocolate covered strawberry um, and Corey's like, that was so romantic. Why don't you ever feed me? I'm sure I do sometimes. I don't think you do. Also, I don't think that's romantic. I like, don't either. If if you tried to feed me, I would just be like, excuse me, what are you doing? Like, I'm, I can feed myself. Why are you doing this? You still have to eat dinner tonight. We'll test oh, this. Oh, yeah. Feed me. <laughs> feed me the egg roll in a bowl. Will do. Um, okay. Um, I will say at this point... It is so refreshing to just have an episode where they're just being sweet to each other. Oh, yeah. Like, I quite enjoyed this. So, like, Corey's like, this is, you were, you're being so romantic. And Topanga's like, we're in the most romantic place in the world. This is paradise. Like, this is just so wonderful. And Corey's like, Let, let's dance. And Topanga's like, since when do you dance? And he's like, since we are in the most romantic place in the world. With the be- most beautiful... He says the most beautiful place in the world with the most beautiful woman in the world. And he gets up and they start dancing and Topanga's like, there's not even any music. He's like, in a paradise like this, we can make our own music. And then we start hearing like slow music and they're like, oh my goodness, like it's magic. And they're dancing and it pans over and there's Eric in a suit, like sweating profusely, like conducting a symphony. Four people. <laughs> a symphony of four people. And he's just like, I'm so hot. Are you guys hot? Oh my gosh. And he starts like waving the baton all erratically and the music gets nuts. Yeah. And then it cuts back to Corey and Topanga and Corey's just like, it's it's like, no, Topanga says, it's so, just so beautiful here. It's like time has just stopped and we just can just exist here. There's no Feeny. There's no crazy Eric. Um, and Corey, that's, Corey goes... Uh, you're right. Let's never go home. And, and Topanga's like, what are you talking about? Like, And then it cuts to the hotel room. I mean, the whatever room, the resort room. Right. And they're arguing about it. Mm-hmm. Like, Topanga's uh, filling the suitcase. So it could be that night. It could be, like, a couple nights later. Like, we don't know how long they've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, we will soon, because Eric keeps us updated via his check-ins with his tape recorder. Mm-hmm. Um... But Topanga's trying to pack the suitcases and Corey's like, seriously, like, why can't we stay? And she's like, what are we going to do to live? Like, we don't have any money. Like, we don't have jobs here. We can't do anything. And Corey says, 
Like, you think I haven't thought about that? And he goes on this long rant about how, like, of course he's thought about how to take care of uh, Corey, Corey Jr. and Barbara. And Barbara, yeah. And she's like, actually, it's... Um, Chloe. Chloe and Stephen? I think it was Stephen, yeah. And he's like, ooh, I like those. And he jumps in bed and he's like, let's make them. Well, and uh, before that, he's like, can't you imagine, like, think about it. Like, you wake up and he, like, pulls the curtains back. You see Eric, like, jump off of the, like, porch area. And he's like, can you imagine waking up to this view every morning? And Ping is like, Corey, somebody was on our balcony. And Corey's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. So um, we cut now to... A little bit later. Well, so he's like, she says, okay, but oh, seriously, yeah. like, how are we going to make a living? And he holds up a coconut. And she's like, a coconut is your big idea? And he was like, don't worry. Like, it's a good idea. And it, like, does the flip screen. And there's a sign that says, Corey's Celebrity Coconut Hut. And he's standing there with all these, like, carved coconut faces. And he's, like, doing voices and stuff to them. And people are lined up. Is it a dream or is it's, it reality? It seemed like a dream. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's it's got like a Leno and a Letterman and an Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's making them all talk to each other and everyone's just eating it up. Mm-hmm. And um, Topanga runs over and she's just like, guess what I've been doing? And Corey's like, shopping? And she's like, yeah, we're doing really well. I went and opened a bank account and um, I did this and I did that and I had time to catch a fish. And... He's just like, you're so amazing. And uh, she's back like in the little hut with him. And someone says, oh, you're the coconut man's wife. And like takes a picture of them together. Yeah. And Corey's like, oh, shoot, we're out of puka shells. Topanga, you think you could go pick some up from the shell station? And she says, you're so much funnier here in paradise. Uh, And then Mr. and Mrs. Nelson walk up. And they're dressed up nicely and court, like not in like island gear. Yeah, they're dressed in their traveling clothes. We now we know that. And Corey asks them like, hey, do you want me to make a coconut for you? Do you want one of these? And the guy goes, uh, how about a soccer player? Uh, we're we're going to go see my my grandson's soccer oh, game. No, no, no. What? Um, the Nelsons come up and they're like, oh my gosh, you guys are the owners of this. This is like you're doing. And Corey's like, yeah. And, um, he's like, can I carve anything for you? And Mr. Nelson's like a soccer player. We just got a letter from our grandson that the, um, the mighty gophers. Fighting gophers. Is it fighting? Yeah. I wrote mighty. Oops. <laughs> I wrote fighting, so I could be wrong. The mighty fighting gophers have won the playoffs or going to the playoffs. Going to the finals. And um, Corey's like, that's so exciting. They're like, yeah. And then they kind of like, uh, Topanga has left to go get shells. And all of a sudden, Corey's like, oh, no, I'm out of googly eyes. So he puts the well, gone to find googly eyes. Um, yeah, 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 you're right. And he puts that sign up and off they go. And then you see Eric, who has been a coconut head on the table the whole time, speaking into his tape recorder. His tape recorder. I think this it's day six. Day six. So day six, they've already opened a stand, and it's successful. Successful enough that they can live there. Yeah. Um, and then some lady is like, 
oh, that coconut talked to her husband. And he's like, smash it with a hammer. And Eric gets up like. And he's like, I'll smash you with a hammer. And she screams. And everyone laughs and laughs. Um, so it, it cuts back to a little bit later. Corey comes back. Uh, Topanga's there. The Nelsons are there again. Well, we have, you know, all these people around that work there. Yes. And they're like, you're the talk of the island. Like, um, you know, everybody keeps talking about you. Only good things. And and we have an opening for mayor. And we'd like you to run for mayor. And then the Nelsons come up. And that's when they're in their traveling gear. They have suitcases and everything. And Corey's just like... They want me to be mayor. And the Nelsons are just like, that's really great. And um, Corey's like, yeah, I'll be your mayor. And they're like, well, we're actually leaving. You know, the mighty fighting gophers are going to the playoffs. So we're going to go see him. MFG. We're, <laughs> we're going to go see him play. And Topanga's like, so you're going to be back after the game, right? And they're like, no, I think we're leaving for good. Yeah. Um, and then we cut back to Eric. Who's sitting at a table, still sweating profusely. He's speaking into his tape recorder that it's day 12. Day 12. And he's got his hand out while he's talking. And he's just like, you know, they seem to be doing really well here. Blah, 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 blah. And this tarantula starts walking up his hand. And, and Eric is like, I just don't know what to do. I, I want to do what's best for them, but I don't know what's best anymore. Oh, hello, little bird. And then he and goes, then he goes, ow, the bird has bit me. And my left side is paralyzed. And um, then we cut to the coconut shop later. Yeah, it's nighttime. Uh, Corey is sleeping in the coconut stand, um, and he's got, like, a carved coconut in his hand while he's asleep. And Topanga comes down, and she's just like, hey, it's time to go to bed. You used to love that. And 12 days 12 later. Days, 12 days later, and they're like, uh oh, we've had enough. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, I just, I have to finish the soccer player for Mr. Nelson. And Topanga's like, this is not a soccer player. He's like, what do you mean? Yeah, it is. And she's like, no, it's not. This is Sean. And it's a weird, creepy coconut Sean face. And Corey's like, I, I didn't even realize I did that. And Topanga goes, and this one over here, this is Mr. Feeney. And Corey's like, I, I I, don't know how that happened. That does That's not Mr. Feeney. And, and then Topanga like gives like that all-knowing look. And she's like, I miss them too. Mm-hmm. So then we just straight from there, we see the Matthews residence from the outside. Yeah. And Mr. Feeney is in the living room. Amy and Alan are there. Morgan is there. Um, and Sean and Angela are there. And Corey and Topanga, like, come through the door. And everyone's like, oh, we missed you so much. And Morgan's like, what did you bring me? And they're like, nothing, which is rude. Like, if you go to paradise, you bring people things yeah i guess you do i mean you do but i i don't think that it's necessary i do like you're in a place where um you want people to aspire to be able to go to those places too so you get them little like snow globes with the word hawaii on it dream key rings yeah 
So that every time Morgan saw that key ring, like, she could think, one day I'll go to paradise. Yeah, I forgot what Hawaii was, but thankfully this pen here that says Hawaii. It's paradise. <laughs> they never say Hawaii. Um, yeah, and, and Corey's just like, yeah, we almost didn't come home. And Mr. Feeney immediately goes, all right, don't forget about class tomorrow. You have 12 days of catching up to do in the way that I teach. That's a lot of work because I'm very nuanced. Um. And then Morgan again is like, seriously, what did you bring me? And Corey's like, nothing. He's wearing a lay. He could have just given that to her. Um, and everyone's like, well, how was it? And they're just like, oh, it was so beautiful. We Right about now, we'd be out on the beach having dinner, watching the sunset, sitting between two palm trees. And Sean and Angela are like, that's, that sounds like... Uh, perfection or something like it sounds like paradise and they say the word paradise a trillion times <laughs> in this episode and Corey and topanga like uh overtly like look around the room like person the person and then they're just like almost paradise anyway. because the people they loved were not there right. so then we go over back to paradise and Eric, it's like a close-up of Eric's face. He's talking into his recorder, talking about how, like, they left. He, they figured out everything on their own. And um, he finally figured out, like, island life. And he they pans out, and he's in, like, a giant cast iron pot on a fire. And they're, like, adding carrots and stuff to it. And then we're done. Yep. Tanya? Yes. How'd you feel about this episode? I mostly really liked this episode. Okay. Um, I loved that we have an episode where Corey and Topanga just love each other the whole time. Like, it was so refreshing. It hasn't happened in forever. It hasn't happened ever where they just, like, love being around each other. Yeah, on episodes when they had just gotten back together after breaking up. Mm. That It was so nice to just see them being a couple and enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I am a dreamer and like, Missy, I'm <laughs> a dreamer. Corey's, Corey's desire really started from wanting like something simpler. Like he talks about, you know, I saw a guy that lives in one of the huts on the beach, just like, catch a fish and take it in to cook it or whatever like he wants like a slower life in paradise and as a dreamer it's just always nice to see someone also like dreaming of a slower pace and and think of ways to do that like was it far-fetched absolutely but it was still really nice. It was a very cozy little episode. Um, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. There isn't a lot to say about it that I haven't said already. Um, obviously, like, I already did my disclaimer, so I'm not going to go there again. And um, But ultimately, I thought it was a really sweet episode. I think Had... you're a really sweet episode. Oh, thank you. You know, like, so you may say, I'm a dreamer. But I'm not the only one. Like, that part of that song is so good. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think that's like the first time that I can think of in music where it just sounded like, I don't know. What John Lennon does there is like, you. it's an audible, like a musical, like, um, 
sigh. Because mm-hmm. you just hear, I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. But it, like, it's so still, I don't know, like melodic. It's so good. Yeah, but how did you feel about this episode? Oh, it was good. I think uh, Imagine is better, the song. Um, no, I thought the episode was really good. This Kind of echoing everything you said. Um, it was really nice to see Corey and Topanga just enjoying each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and And even though they finally had sex, right? It didn't... It... it that wasn't the only thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because kind of the way it keeps being talked about, you kind of expected that to be a point of contention eventually. Right. And I think so it has been a point of contention for yeah, a long that's time. What I'm saying. And it was like that point of contention was gone now and they could just exist together. Yeah. Um, maybe they should have had sex a long time ago. Yeah, probably. Yeah. None of this would have happened. Yeah. Um, but... One thing that really, really bummed me out is I did, um, I did see as the the episode was starting, it showed in the credits, written by Barbie Feldman, and I was like, oh, thank God, we're gonna get good Eric, and it was terrible Eric, like it was slapstick, dumb, pointless Eric. Yes, but the only reason why he was in the episode at all was because of Barbie Feldman. I think I would have rather him not been in it. Right, but she would not have done an episode without him in it. Yeah, but every time she's written him, it's been fantastic. And this time it was bad. Like, you would think even if she was going to shoehorn him into the episode, Mm -hmm. she would find some moments to make it um, artistic and and thought-provoking with Eric. Right. I did think the moment where he's, like, being the conductor of the music so that and Topanga had music when they were dancing was very sweet. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I mean, otherwise it was a good episode. Um, there, there wasn't a whole lot of meat to it, but it really was nice to see Corey and Topanga just hanging out as a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have anything else to add. Like, there was nothing else to it. Them trying to decide whether or not they wanted to come home. I get that. Yeah. Like, I, there might be a chance that we go on our our three years later honeymoon for f- three days uh, to a place that we can drive to. <laughs> and uh, we don't want to come back. And we're just like, you know what? The kids can have the house <laughs> and the animals. Um, oh, we're going to have to bring the dog. We're going to have to bring Fred. You're going to miss Fred so much. Yeah. Um, I don't think we can take Fred. Fred's going to be our spy from the inside telling us what's happening. We're going to give him a little call up on his... He's going to be our Hercules Mulligan? Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was a good episode. Um, it wasn't amazing, but it didn't have to be. It was just nice. Yeah. It was pleasant. Exactly. Um, but that's all I have to say. I feel very, like under performing because there isn't a lot of meat to this episode yeah there just isn't like i like, feel like i should be like well there was the scene where like no let's like, deconstruct it was this. just it was just a sweet episode yeah. and it was really good and they figured out what was important in their lives and that they needed other people other than just the two of them and it was very very sweet um 
But since we're done talking about the episode, we can talk about the fact that cons are back, like, in full force since COVID is... Conventions. Uh-huh. It took me a minute. You said cons. There's... Oh, like a scam? No. I mean, it could be anything. It could be a scam. Um, it could be like a pros and cons list. Mm. Um, so, I mean, cons stands for too many things. Okay. Well, conventions are back now that COVID has disappeared, but it yeah. hasn't really. Um, but the cast of Boy Meets World was at a con this weekend together. It was a 90s convention, and they were on Good Morning America. And they did an interview, and it was um, Trina McGee, Ryder Strong, um, Will Friedle, uh Daniel Fischel-Karp, and Matthew Lawrence all together. And How was it, it? It was really cute. It was really cute. It's Daniel Fischel cannot help but be overly charismatic all the time. So, like, if someone asks someone a question, like, if they ask someone else on the panel a question, she's like, if there was the briefest pause, she's like, oh, I can answer that for you. Um, but it was, it was really cute. There was no Ben Savage. But, um, but through it, we get to find out that Will Friedle and Christy Carlson Romano have started a podcast where they're going to be talking to voice actors. Yep. Which is totally our wheelhouse because he has a lot of good friends that might end up on that podcast like the cast of critical role what that he has been on many times yeah and he was on two weeks ago yeah there was an episode a few weeks ago where they did a uh get together of a bunch of side characters Mm -hmm. and wilfred l was in that battle royale yeah so if you want to um See some D&D action without having to get into a giant story. You can go back and find that episode from like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Wilfred L's in it. Um, Andy Stevenson is Andy in Stevenson. it, who I love so much. Um, um, Anjali. Anjali Bimani. And um, what's the guy? I forget his name. Darren DePaul. And he he's fantastic. His character is one of my favorite D&D characters I've ever seen. And just like a quick look into that, if you go back and listen to it, and if you don't, it, whatever, it's a cool little tidbit. So he guest starred on Critical Role in the first season, and his character um, is like a guy who forgets everything. He's forgotten everything, and he's talking about all these adventures he used to go on and 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 how important they were to to him, but he doesn't remember them the same way anymore, and he can't remember the details. And then you find out it's because he's playing a character that he created and played with Matthew Mercer, the DM's mother, 30 years ago or 20 years ago or whatever. So he's just playing that character still in this universe, and it was just, it's so cool, because, like, he's calling back to things Mm -hmm. that he did with matt mercer's mom and it's it's really interesting yeah and it's he's just funny yeah but it, wilfred l's there too yes and ng stevenson mm-hmm. the two that i cared about the most yeah um but yeah the the interview was adorable and um we had uh, someone post it on our facebook group and we also post it on our twitter so if you want to check that out you can go to one of those two places so you can see the little snippet of a video Yep. And go to conventions, I guess, if you want to see all these people. Oh, we should try to find when they're going to be in our area. I don't want to go to a convention. COVID's not actually over. I know. 
That's true. Like, people are pretending, but it's still there. Yeah. Like, we just had it not that long ago. It mm-hmm. was like a month ago. Um. Anyway, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, just that you can find us on Twitter at BMG and BMW, and you can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. Um, and then you can join our Facebook group. You can just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar and you'll get approved and then you can chat. Yep. Uh, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World season seven, episode eight. Do good. Class dismissed.